It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, RingCentral makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at RingCentral.com. RingCentral. Simpler communications. Today's episode is brought to you by Flex Fantasy, and they want me to relay a message to you that they have cracked open the game of fantasy football to all. When you sign up for a free account and download the Flex Fantasy app, you can import all your teams from all your leagues across multiple platforms that you play on. Spice up your fantasy playing experience by challenging league mates or strangers off the street to a fantasy matchup no matter how or where they play. And put your money where your mouth is by placing a wager on your head-to-head matchup. It doesn't matter if you are on Yahoo and your opponent is on Sleeper. You can import your teams to Flex Fantasy to face off. You can even make wagers on who you think will win between other challenges besides your own. So sign up for a free account and download the app and try it out at flex.fan. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Welcome into the MD's Fantasy Football Show on a cashing Friday. As always, thank you for tuning into our YouTube channel. Subscribe, that way you get notified whenever we have new content available to you. You can download the Foxy Network app, that way you catch us on your on-demand services such as LG, Samsung, Broku, or Amazon Fire TV. And of course, download us on your favorite podcast app to give us that five-star review. We're available everywhere. That really does help us out. I'm your host, Dan Mater. I'm joining here, Chris Dauer. Chris, I am still trying to get out of my turkey coma. It's been an all-day affair. The weather on the East Coast has not helped because it's been rainy and cloudy all day. But uh, how was your Thanksgiving? 
Uh, not too bad. You know what I'm going to be thankful for, just to kick the show off now, while I personally didn't benefit from it fantasy-wise somehow, some way, there was actually exciting scoring that occurred mm-hmm. on a Thursday of football and primetime football. I mean, even Kirk Cousins played good in primetime. Jeez, man. Like, even Kirk Cousins, even Matt Jones. We had three games, like, all, all really relatively entertaining. And that's all you can yeah. ask for on Thanksgiving. I mean, we had combined scores probably we've had over the first, you know, eight weeks combined. So, I mean, I'm definitely thankful that we actually had some points scored for a change. You know, and I'm thankful for hopefully more fantasy points tonight. Well, there's always something different about Thanksgiving football. I don't know what it is. Like, it doesn't feel like it's a normal Thursday game where all of a sudden these players are like, they're ready to play. They're ready to go. They're ready to put up points. And any other Thursday week, you know, who knows what we're going to get. But on Thanksgiving, it's like oh, it's like a whole new realm, I guess you could say, especially come to Detroit Lions, which, frankly, uh, they should have won that game against the Buffalo Bills. But, you know, neither here nor there. This is a fantasy football show. This is the DFS show. We'll have Jazz Florida on the second half of the show to talk about our bets of the week. A lot of action to go into this. There's no buys. Now, I don't, I don't really understand this. You know, Maybe it's because they want everybody to play Thanksgiving weekend. If that's the understanding of it, well, why have bye weeks from week 6 to 14, but at week 12, nobody's on bye week 12. Why not just have people bomb by week 12 and not on bye week 14, so not on bye the last week of the fantasy football season? This matters, NFL, even if you don't think it does. I think it does. Anyway, Chris, we got the DraftKings tournament like we always do. This is the last weekend for the tournament, which we have. Of course, I'm in my office, so I do have the show the Bill Bates three-time Super Bowl autographed jersey. That is what is up for grabs for the month of November. Here's what you got to do. There's two ways to go about this. You can sign up for a free contest on DraftKings, which is available on our social media accounts. It's also available on the comments in our YouTube section. The easier way to do it, take me on head-to-head on Flex Fantasy. You go to flex.fan. Slash belly up FF. You do that. You look for the MDFF show in the arena, or you just hit the direct link challenge. I made it really easy for you guys. Direct link challenge in the comments on social media. If you do that, you win. Your name gets put in. And next week, because it'll be the beginning of the new month, we'll have the wheel of names and to give out Bill Bates jersey uh, tomorrow. PE girl 09, in case you're actually watching the show. Uh, Jameson Williams jersey is going to be on the way tomorrow. I had not gotten a chance to do it. It's going to be on. It's going to be on UPS. So we're going to overnight it. It'll get to you this weekend. I promise you. Just haven't been able to get to it. But that will be going out. That was the October giveaway. So these giveaways are going. They're flowing. And we do have the John Randall autograph jersey for the month of December as soon as the Bill Bates one is given out. So everybody, keep playing, keep engaging. That's all we really want at the end of the day. Your free signups and nothing more. We also want to try to win you guys some money. So, Chris, if you would kick us off so kindly when we talk about our DraftKings tournaments, how can we win people money starting off at the quarterback position this week? Yeah, as you mentioned, you know, no team's actually going to buy, so it's actually got a selection of players to pick from. You know, I'm not used to this. Um, so we kick it off. Well, let me bring my team up here. And I started off at the quarterback position with Mr. Tom Brady. A uh, guy playing the Cleveland Browns playing, that's kind of why I went with Brady. I don't know if I'd buy that he's back on track per se. I do like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers kind of committing to the run the last time they played Seattle. And as a result, Brady had some big plays down the field. A team that gives a lot of big plays down the field is the Cleveland Browns. They stink on defense. And I think Tom Brady off the bye uh, with healthy receivers for 
might, might be the first time this entire season. And who knows who Julio? He probably hurt himself just you know walking around. But also gauges out, so not everybody. But well, yeah. the guys that matter. Let's be real. Um, the big one I think is you know Ed, you know Evans Godwin's to me a big one. I think he could he, he needed to buy in a lot of senses. I think his legs should be good now. And I think moving forward, this team kind of looked more explosive last you know last time they saw them out. So I'm going with Tom Brady. Nice price tag is $5,800, so I'm going for the bargain as well. So, spoiler alert, that was one of my guys that were my quarterback values of the week. They didn't quite crack my lineup, but he was a value of me. Look, they had that big game-winning drive two weeks ago, or three weeks ago now, because they had the bye week. And then two weeks ago in Munich, while he didn't light it up from a fantasy standpoint, it looked like their best, most cohesive game offensively. As a whole, and I do wonder part of that, they got the running game going with Rashad White. And with Leonard Fournette, by the way, doubtful, I I wonder if having Rashad White as the lead back with the extra juice he gives you, the extra explosion, and we know he can catch the ball too. I almost kind of wonder if that will help contribute to this offense in general, being able to turn someone of a corner. Because the one thing Tom Brady has not had this entire season is, is play action. And he needs play action. Tom Brady's one of the best play action quarterbacks of all time. Maybe if he gets that back, he gets going again fantasy-wise, too, because the volume's not going to go away. This is still a pass-first team, so we're not worried about it from that standpoint. So I do like it. $5,800, of course. I got another one for you, and this guy is actually one of my top four quarterbacks of the week, and that's Geno Smith at $1,600. Now, I'm going to caution this. I'm going to put this out there because you'll see throughout my lineup, I went heavy on the Raiders-Seattle game because I think it could be a sneaky shootout. But we do have to watch the weather. Could be rainy, could be windy. If that happens, I'll wind up changing some players, and you probably should too. But assuming that the weather calms down a little bit by Sunday and it's not going to be overly windy and not overly rainy, I do think this game has a chance to be a shootout. And I got Geno Smith as a top-four quarterback right now against that pitiful Raiders defense. Yeah, I mean, Geno has been playing well. A team that come off the bye as well. Um, I think that we look at you said on paper, you know, the Raiders are terrible. A team that definitely can, you know, you can take advantage of offensively. But as you kind of alluded to, Move the ball a little bit, you know, on the other side of the ball and make this game kind of a shootout, which makes Geno Smith kind of be, you know, utilized. My only concern would be the upside with, you know, Walker being followed, probably, have, you know, also be able to probably be effective in this game because Raiders are terrible versus the run, terrible versus everything. Um, you know, but a little interesting to see do they kind of, you know, open it up enough to kind of, you know, give him a ceiling. Um, but I think the floor is definitely there and I love the price tag. Well, and this, this is the good news about that standpoint. I thought about that mindset, but. I believe enough in the Raiders' offense to keep this game close where Seattle can't just blow it away and just run the ball out in the second half. So I think there's going to be a lot back and forth uh, in that matchup. But who's your RB1 this week? Yeah, so my RB1 is going to be that Kenneth Walker I speak of. Yeah, uh, the guy too. that kind of, Spoiler alert. There so, you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, so just kind of, you know, hit on the points we talk about. The Raiders are terrible. I think this is a game that he could have a home run opportunity. I love explosion. I love the guy, the fact that he's been involved in the passing attack as well. So. I think Kenneth Walker is still kind of just being, you know, untapped and so so to speak. And still good price tag. Uh, Chris, I don't I usually don't do this live on the show, but I am getting some interference with your mic, so I'm not sure if it's coming clear through. So I'll let you get that kind of situated out. I'll talk a little bit more about Kenneth Walker, who's been a top six running back since he's taken over as a starter for the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, of course. Yeah, lazy analysis. Raiders 29th against the run or the running back in general for fantasy points, of course. Coming out the bye week, this guy, he's up there. He's in the upper echelon of the, the Saquon Barkley's, the Austin Eckler's, the 
you know, the Josh Jacobs of the world. Like, this is the guy who belongs in that category. Him and Travis Etienne have been the two boomers on the block over the past few weeks. And Kenneth Walker coming back in the smash spot like this. I got him as a top three running back this week. I had to go with him at $6,900. He's priced way too low. Yes, is a lot. Is there are a lot of people out there who are probably going to be playing Kenneth Walker as, as a result of this? Absolutely. But you have to take advantage of the price tag. You have no choice but not to, especially when we talk about in-tournament play. But, uh, Chris, let's check test out your mic here when you talk about the RB2. Is it sound any better now? Much better. Much better. Okay. Uh, yeah, so my RB2 is, you know, another player that you kind of mentioned earlier with Tom, Tom Brady, and that's Rashad White in the backfield. Kind of, you know, Leonard Fournette has been a guy that's been phased out of his offense, has got injured again. And as you look, talked about, I don't know if it's going to be Fournette's juice, not Fournette, uh, White's juice so much that helps his team. What I do know is that they actually ran the ball, committing to the run will be huge. Uh, Byron Leftwich needs to learn his lesson, needs to kind of commit to the, you know, the run. As you kind of talked about, Tom Brady's awesome off play action. So if they can kind of get back to that part, Everything else opens up, and I like White's ability in the passing attack as well. Yeah, I Rashad White is my flex guy. $5,100. Now, look, DraftKings didn't know that Leonard Fournette was definitely not going to play in this game. And technically, he's still doubtful, but we know what that means in the NFL. He's not going to. We've seen the talent. The Cleveland Browns, whew, what happened to their defense? What happened to their front line? This was not supposed to be a terrible defense, guys, and it's been all of that. And we know he's going to catch the ball, too. So at $5,100, there's a couple guys this week that are just free spaces. He's one of them. Another guy who happens to be my RB2 is another free space. That's Jeff Wilson at $5,900. Raheem Moster is going to be doubtful, going to be out, people. Dealing with whatever knee issue he's been dealing with since, I guess, two weeks ago. Because we didn't really know he was dealing with a knee thing until this week. Them coming off the bye week. The Houston Texans, they're not just the worst against the running backs. They're the worst in the past 20 years against the running backs. It's insane. And we got Jeff Wilson, who already showed that he fits pretty well with this Miami Dolphin team. Uh, Yeah, I'm firing him up at $5,900. That's a steal for a guy that I have ranked inside the top 12 this week. Yeah, an absolute steal, as you kind of alluded to. I have him in a lot of the other lineups. I don't have him in this one, but I think it's a guy that a lot of people should be playing absolutely this week. Who's so? Who's your? Oh, do you talk about your RB two? So let's go to your wide receiver one. Yeah, so I'm going to go with the guy who's got the cheapest price tag as a receiver one production, and that's DeAndre Hopkins. You know, DeAndre Hopkins has been that receiver one, no matter who the quarterback's been. Kyler's supposed to be back, but who cares? Whether it's Colt McCoy, it's Kyler Murray, it does not matter. DeAndre Hopkins gets the ball, whether he has a hamstring injury, it does not matter. He plays. So DeAndre <laughs> Hopkins is my guy. Uh, Seventy seven hundred dollars. Uh, love the price tag. Love the matchup versus the Chargers. Yeah, he probably had to be the least hindered hamstring player I've ever seen in my life in that Monday night game. <laughs> like, well, like, are you sure he was really had a hamstring issue? Because he wasn't, wasn't, certainly wasn't playing like it. He was actually in my original lineup for today's show, and I, I took him out of it because uh, I wanted to do, doing a little reshuffling kind of of the deck, and I wound up with Devontae Adams being my wide receiver one this week at $8,600. Again, hammering that Raider-Seattle game that I think could be a shootout situation and Devontae Adams has been the number one wide receiver over the past month. Seattle, on paper, they have been good against perimeter wide receivers, but nobody's taking away Devontae Adams right now, who just lit up the number one, quote-unquote, defense against receivers last week against the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm thinking the Colts are a little bit different than the Seattle's, but I think one of the key things is that Devontae Adams gets moved around the formations, and I think it's going to be crucial. I do think you'd attack Seattle more so in the inside 
not so much that you can't stop the amount of atoms, it's because the length that they have on the outside makes it hard to throw over and kind of get those lanes. Their car's not the most, you know, consistently accurate guy all the time. So I think one of the keys is going to be move atoms around to make sure he's involved. But, you know, absolutely love what he's been able to do. But the numbers he put up in Green Bay, so Deontay Adams is definitely one of the receiver ones and an alpha guy to have in your lineup. Well, and since Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro have been out, they have been moving Devontae Adams all around the formation, kind of similar to what he did uh, in Green Bay. But who's your wide receiver two this week? Yeah, so my receiver two is a guy that exploded last week, and I know that this other guy is going to be back, Jamar Chase. But T. Higgins, to me, is still a guy that I love in my lineup. love the matchup versus Tennessee. I like the opportunity for some big plays. And I think Jamar Chase might be limited at best if he's out there. Um, I don't think he's going to necessarily be the receiver one, but T. Higgins is, is a receiver one. So, you know, we always have to debate who it is, Chase or him. I think it doesn't matter. I think what matters is Higgins is always involved, and I love what I'm seeing in the connection with him and Burrow. And I think that, you know, even with the running attack, I love the PRI value, but, you know, the running attack kind of questionable and receiving games are even more crucial. Love T. Higgins. Yeah, 100% agree. Even if Jamar Chase is back, which, by the way, in redraft leagues, if he's active, you play him. That guy was still on the top 24 wide receiver. It only takes one play. But, Nonetheless, when playing against Tennessee, who lost Caleb Farley, which is going to be the T. Higgins side more times than not anyway, and to your point, likely to be at least somewhat limited. I would not expect him to come back the first week and have his full workload of snaps. T. Higgins is a tremendous wide receiver. I love that matchup there. I love the price tag. Again, another guy who was kind of in one of my versions for tonight's show, but didn't quite wind up making it. Because, of course, I had to go with the stack. I'm not going to play Geno against the Raiders and not stack him up with somebody. And I'm stacking him up with DK Metcalf at $6,500. I don't know if they're going to have uh, – who's the, the the nickel corner for the Raiders who's actually kind of half decent? He's trying to make his way back this week. I don't know if he'll actually be able to be back there or not. But the point is this. The perimeter for the Raiders is for the taking. DK Metcalf has not had a big game in six weeks. I think there's a good chance this week he gets back on track and has one of his signature DK Metcalf games at $6,500. I'm stacking him over, let's say, a Tyler Lockett with Geno Smith for this matchup. Yeah, one of the good things about for DK was that by the Seahawks coming off. I think that with what you've seen kind of the lip in the major production or the ceiling is because of the knee injury that he kind of sustained. He was able to kind of play despite it, but I think having the week off is going to be huge. You're going to see Clyde Gay's explosion back. One thing you definitely love about him is he's been involved regardless, kind of like Mike Williams had been, you know, previous years in the Chargers, where he's getting that kind of, you know, volume regardless. So the opportunity for the big plays, absolutely there versus Raiders team. I love DK and I have him on a lot of other lineups as well. So what are we looking at for your wide receiver three? Yes, in our series three, um, I'm looking at Terry McLaurin, the guy who's been kind of being receiver one almost for most part uh, with, Ter- with uh, Heineke as a quarterback. He'll continue to be the quarterback. You know, they kind of assured that Ron Rivera doesn't really matter to me who the quarterback is. I know Terry McLaurin is now the alpha in the passing attack for this team. When they throw the ball, they look for him. And I love the matchup. I also love the price tag, $900. So for me, Terry McLaurin's my receiver three, $800, I should say, taking on Atlanta secondary that you can't even name who the guys are out there right now. So I love this matchup. Yeah, $5,900. I mean, that's almost disrespectful from DraftKings, frankly, with what he's been able to do so far. I will say this, McLaurin's probably one of the one one of many. He's not like in the minority with this, but he he probably wants Taylor Heineke to start. Because ever since Heineke took over, he's been letting it up. Partly due to the quarterback change, looking for him all the time, maybe. But the other part of it is that instead of having Curtis Samuel run all these in and outs and all these little featured routes within the scheme, it's now turned over to Terry McLaurin. They're getting him featured. They're getting him going. Curtis Samuel is now the outside guy. And that I plan on that probably continuing 
AJ Terrell, even when he's been healthy, has not been the same corner this year anyway. So I don't care that he's back there on the field. I'm going, I, I like Terry McLaurin a lot at $5,900. How could you not? I went a little bit cheaper. I went with Don Peoples Jones as my player there at wide receiver three. Against Tampa Bay, this game is another one that I have on my radar as a sneaky shootout, depending upon weather. Uh, so we'll have to keep an eye on that going into Sunday. But assuming things wind up being clear, or at least optimal conditions anyway, Don Peoples Jones is going to have to be a key guy to stretch the field out, and he's been getting featured more and more, even with Jacoby Brissett under center. I really like him, by the way, when Deshaun Watson comes back, but neither here nor there for this week. Like him against Tampa Bay, like them for the big play. $4,800 for a guy who's been making plays and finally got into the end zone last week. So I love him as my wide receiver three this week. Yeah, and that's kind of the crucial thing. You know, he's been showing you the floor the last few weeks with having this consistent targets and consistently being involved, catching that four to six balls. It was going to get in the red zone as well, and he finally did. And I think that you kind of hit the nail on the head. Like this guy is going to be featured moving forward this offense, regardless of who kind of the quarterback is. One of the key things that's also helped him is David Njoku, who's been out, who's still not quite healthy and who probably won't return this week. Even if he is out there, he won't be you know, 100% at all. So Dallas people Joe's in a, a sneaky shootout opportunity, as you talked about. While I might change you know, some things for this game into the ring, um, that's probably a player maybe I consider. I am just going to clarify Tom Brady and White, I'll play them regardless if it rains or not. So what do you got going on a tight end? We're always trying to figure out the tight end position. It's a nightmare unless you're paying up for it. Yeah, well, this nightmare is my pleasure because the team that I'm taking on is the defense that I'm trying to expose, and that's Gerald Everett versus Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> uh, you mentioned last week, and, you, and a lot of people, you, you put George Kittle in some of your lineups and you kind of hit in their zone because you said, hey, they're playing Arizona Cardinals. They're terrible versus tight end, and yes, they are. And Everett's one of the healthy guys out there still. Keenan Allen policy a lot of Byron Murphy, who's pretty good versus slot corner. Slot Murphy's out, but yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay, so it won't be Murphy. Um, you know, Baker still is there, like I can kind of match up with the slot guys, but what you will not see is anybody match up the tight end position because Arizona can't. And Simmons is not a tight end stopper or whoever they want to paint a picture where they do with this guy. So I love Everett. I love the fact he's healthy finally. And he almost came back last week. He should be back this week. So I think it should be an opportunity for him to be, you know, productive in this game and have $4,400 price tag on top of it. It's not a bad price. Yeah, the fact that he was close last week, but they decided to hold him out. He should be close to 100% this week. I'm not overly concerned about him. That's a great one. I went with another one taking advantage of matchups, and I went decided that I'm going to keep hammering this the Seattle Raiders game, and I want to fall some row at $3,400. Sure, it's probably crap she gets a touchdown, but Seattle, Arizona, Minnesota, what do they do? They give up touchdowns to tight ends. It's all the, the, these three teams. Whenever you have a tight end available to play against these three teams, do it. Play them. It's almost guaranteed they get a touchdown. It's so scary how clockwork like it is. So, yeah, I'm playing Foster Moreau, and I get to pay the $3,400 price tag to go along with it. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. 
Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design. Yeah, you know, just to say, I totally agree with you, especially the exploitation of the secondary where Seattle, you definitely can use the tight ends. I just refuse to usually have Foster Moreau on my team because it's just some guy that always seems to be something that never does anything. Um, I do have I – w- I will say, Dan, the kind of, you know, the, the ben- not say benefit, but the kind of back what you're saying is I did put him in one of my lineups this week just to say that it's a great value. I couldn't pass on one of my lineups. So like, yeah, this guy's see? got a chance for Seattle. See, see, bring him to the dark side, people. Bring him to the dark side. All right, so I already talked about how Rashad White was my flex. So who's your flex? Yeah, so another guy who came on last week or you know a week or so ago, uh, really strong in the return of his injury was Traylon Burks. Guy's been kind of forgotten about in yeah. a lot of different people's you know fantasy things, but I love the matchup. I you know going the other way versus Tennessee, they're going to have to score some points themselves, and when the passing attack isn't the greatest, I don't believe Westbrook, you know, the key being the key guy. What I do believe is Traylon Burks is going to be featured, and I hear a lot of good things coming from both reporters and beat writers that you know out of common thing. This, this isn't should be the beginning of Traylon Burks kind of taking over the alpha role in that passing attack. So I love this matchup this week. Yeah, I talked about this earlier in the week, and I'll continue to talk about it. A lot of people were hyping up Christian Watson and Traylon Burks, and I put the question on social media at BillyFMDFF Show, and I said, hey, who would you guys rather have? And, of course, I slipped my take in there, which is I'd rather have Traylon Burks the rest of the way. Give me the guy who's going to be the number one receiver. Give me the guy who's going to be featured within the offense. I don't care that it's a low-volume passing attack. A.J. Brown finishes a wide receiver one in this same exact passing attack playing that role. And before you tell me Traylon Burks is not A.J. Brown, I was like, well, he's pretty fast and he's pretty physical and he's getting he's getting to play that role. So who cares? As long as the dominant target share is heading in his direction, which I expect it to be for the rest of the season because they've realized they got to open something up and it ain't Robert Woods, it ain't Nick Westbrook-Akine, it is Traylon Burks, and I'd rather have him over a Christian Watson who still has to deal with an Alan Lazard and still has to deal with, apparently, a rant, the zombie version of Randall Cobb who has to get six targets in his first game back. So that's what I'm firing up there. I love Traylon Burks. Love his upside. By the way, I'll keep harping on this, compared him to Devontae Adams coming out of the NFL draft. So I am not worried about his talent caliber either. Uh, Chris, who's your defense, though? Yeah, so I'm going for the matchup. Now, this game might be a little bit different than some people expected, but I think this is an obvious play. That you go with the Kansas City Chiefs versus yeah. the Rams and playing their benched quarterbacks. Uh, kind of different, you know, who knows that offensive line. They have struggled to score points. Now, I do think there's going to be some, you know, sneaky value for some players in this game on the Rams side, but I do not think it's going to be enough for the Chiefs defense not to kind of feast. So I think the value is a price tag of $2,800. You got it for the Chiefs this week. Who knows what offensive line, who knows what quarterback they're going to have out there? It ain't going to be Stafford. That much we do know. <laughs> the Rams, I cannot remember. Yes, there are Super Bowl hangovers, but I can't remember a Super Bowl champion team who was this bad the following year. Do you? No, I mean, I think this is probably unprecedented. What I think it reminds me of one of those teams that's just kind of, you know, it's over the hill and just kind of, you've seen quarterbacks like die. You've seen players die, but you've never seen an entire team just die in one year. But that's what it kind of seems like. You know, they hit the cliff, and it just fell off the cliff, and it's the whole team seemed to have to do it somehow. <laughs> so for Aaron Donald. Yeah, yeah exactly. They get um, give him credit. Uh, yeah, and the, for a guy who was talking about retirement, too, is still still actually giving his A game week in and week out. That that says something about the man, uh, yeah, why, he should, why he should be a Hall of Famer. Well, yeah, Cup, too, who we probably won't see the rest of the season, unfortunately. Uh, Chris, um, 
So as far as player values go to make our lines, we usually do. You talked about Tom Brady in your lineup. You had Traylon Burks in your lineup, and you had Joe Ever in your lineup. Guess what? Those were my three of my players that uh, were on my value list that I didn't have in there. So I'll just say my running back value was Samaja Perrine at $5,600. Do I expect him to get three receiving touchdowns again? No, but we know Joe Mixon's out, and he's the one for one handcuff ahead of Chris Evans. So that's my player to watch that didn't crack my lineup. So you take me through your quarterback, your running back, your receiver, your tight end, because you stole all mine. Well, I'm going to, you know, the quarterback's a little bit tough. I think that Brady is one of the better values you could you get your hands on. So, But I'm going to stick to the game that you kind of hit on, and that's Derek Carr on the other side. He said he has a chance to be a sneaky shootout. Now, the bargain of weather happens. I think Derek Carr versus Seattle is going to be a game where he's going to have to kind of throw the ball more so. And I think that's where you're going to see Derek Carr maybe have a sneaky value, a good floor, $5,300 price tag. So maybe you're building around him, you know, good value guy to kind of build around. Uh, yeah, 100%. Look, if I played Gino Smith and I'm talking about a shootout, Derek Carr, by the way, last three weeks, QB8. QB8. So it's, it's been a little bit disappointing so far this season, but he seemed to have turned a corner since they've gotten Devontae Adams more involved as a more featured wide receiver inside and out like we talked about earlier on the show. That's been a big key for Carr, getting his base floor knocked down 300 yards and two touchdowns, very much in the realm of possibility for him this week too. So I agree with that one. Yeah, so at the running back position, I have Deontay Foreman, a guy who's kind of been forgotten about just because Carolina hasn't been as good. But I don't care the quarterback is Sam Darnold, not Sam Darnold. They're going to run the ball. We're in taking on a team that's not necessarily great, uh, you know, tough, great matchup versus running game versus Denver. But 14th, you're going to be able to keep the score close. So it means Foreman's going to be involved throughout the game. And I think this is a guy who's quietly you know, hitting receiver two value, definitely stiffs receiver one, not receiver, I'm sorry, running back one value sometimes, a $5,500 price tag. I think it's a nice opportunity to take advantage. Yeah, this one, I, we'll have to see. Dante Foreman was nowhere near my radar. In fact, I even have him ranked as an RB30. Even redraft leagues, I don't have him as a top 24 running back. But it is bit, it's, it's, it's a topsy-turny thing, Chris. You can help me out with this one. So, on one hand, you got Russell Wilson, that offense that can't score more than 16 points no matter who they play, apparently. On the other hand, the Denver defense is really good, and I look at Carolina as a team that if you play anybody with any competency on the defensive side of the ball, I don't think you guys can move the ball, period. So that's why I go back and forth when it comes to that. The one thing I will say is last week proved that Chuba Hubbard is not there to take back over the main rushing role from Dante Foreman. That much was proven, but as far as a, a if we're talking tournament leagues, head-to-head matchups, I think it's... I have less than a 50% chance that Dante Foreman scores a touchdown in this game, so I'm not really feeling it myself. Well, I think maybe the difference is, but I think his team definitely committed to running the ball. Sam Darnold, his best thing that he showed you last year is he can use his legs. The RPO action is going to be there. As you alluded to, the score is going to be there. And then this Denver defense, while they're very good, you can run on them and you can run right at them. They're not big. They're a very small team. And if you're going to beat this team up, you could definitely be physical with them. You've seen it throughout, you know, look at the back of the games, the teams that they matched up with, the coach at Josh Jacobs, for example, Jack Brand Jacobs, I'm sorry. Um, that's the right Jacobs. Um, the guy who can now ran right for them because Denver Denver can't really, you know, isn't a good team when you run in physical with them, even though they kind of come, you know what's coming. What they're good at is getting kind of pass rush, stopping you on third downs, keeping you out of the end zone. So the former thing that's scoring a touchdown part, I don't, this is, you know, maybe it's not going to necessarily happen, but if it's going to be something that, you know, Carolina's going to score a touchdown, it's probably going to be him or DJ Moore. So that's the guy that I'm looking for as a nice value. And, you know, 31 points two weeks ago. So a guy that thinks if I heard a heart attack, I'll take that chance kind of in a, in a you know, matchup. 
Yeah, let's just hope they don't give him the Derrick Henry treatment because they actually held him in check pretty well. Uh, who's your value at wide receiver? Yeah, my value at receiver um, is actually Brandon Cooks. Uh, Kyle Allen taking over the quarterback uh, position. I think Davis Mills is a guy that we, we all kind of hoped, or some of us on the show at least hoped, would be exposed and how finally has been. Um, part of that is, you know, Brandon Cooks has not been utilized this entire year, but he's getting some more targets than he kind of complained a couple weeks ago. He's seen about six to eight targets. Nico Collins is still annoyingly involved, but Kyle Allen will throw it. He'll throw it to the guy he sees first. That's usually his number one read, Brandon Cooks. And I think Brandon Cooks got a chance to have a sneaky value in a good game of $5,100. So I think he's a good value to receive. My immediate thought when they named Kyle Allen the starter was like, you went to the one guy who actually might be worse than Davis Mills. I'm not really sure. It's just like, really? Like, that's that, that that's your big change? Who cares at this point, Houston? Who cares? Why even bother making the switch? You're already on the right track, which is being the number one pick in the NFL anyway. I don't know, whatever. Uh, but yeah, I mean, maybe the change at quarterback does signify a different wide receiver getting featured. Because at this point with Davis Mills, it had been more Nico Collins. Brandon Cooks, you know, at least is a talent. Kyle Allen has had the ability to get his receivers the ball in the past before. So, yeah, don't think that's not a bad contrarian sneaky value. I'm, I'm with you on that. Give me your tight end real quick, so we got to hit the break. Yeah, so my tight end is going to be uh, Doltich going against that Carolina defense, a team that you can expose to tight end position. You know, there's not only a few healthy mouths on that receiving core for Denver to kind of feature. While I have a little touchdown potential necessarily, he usually is involved one way or another, and I like the floor that he has you know, when it comes to being involved with catches. So a full-point PR league and it's kind of DFS kind of scoring thing, I think voltage is a good value at $3,700. Can I just say that, will you play in your DFS league or not, stay consistent with Doltage as a top 12 tight end the rest of the way. I know it's been disappointing over the past two weeks. The one guy Russell Wilson does tend to be able to hit consistently is the tight end position. Don't lose faith on him just because he had a couple of bad weeks. I am going to roll the dice that he's going to be a bottom tight end one more weeks than not moving forward. So keep keep going to that. And, of course, I do like the price tag there, too. But I want to take a quick break. We come back on the other side. we got Chaz Flaherty waiting in the wings. We'll talk about our bets of the week. So everybody stay tuned for that on the MD's Fantasy Football Show. And we'll be back right after this. Football is back, baby. And our new sponsor, True Classic, wants you to look and feel your best even after a couple of brewskis or going full force on your fantasy football draft. Sure, it's football season, but it's also butt the couch season. Luckily, True Classic has the absolute best-fitting clothing a man can buy. Snug in the arms and chest with a little extra space in the torso, their t-shirts are designed to keep you cozy and highlight your best assets no matter what you're up to. So if your special someone is upset that you're watching football all day, at least you can look good doing it. True Classic has already helped over 2 million men find the perfect fit at an affordable price. Our listeners get access to the best deal they offer. For a limited time only, get 25% off with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at trueclassic.com. Almost all men's t-shirts are designed to look good on skinny models with six-packs, but most of us aren't packing anything but a few beers. Fellas, you are wearing the wrong clothes. True classic tees taper off towards the bottom, but they fit tighter around the chest and shoulders. It's time to highlight your best attributes with a t-shirt you can always confidently throw on. 
It's about time to get your fit together, so upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic and get 25% off at trueclassic.com with promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Free shipping included on purchases over $100. That's 25% off at trueclassic.com with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. If there's one bet you should make this football season, it's on True Classic. True Classic, look good, feel good. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. I'm smelling green. It's a cashing Friday here on the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Thank you for tuning in live on our YouTube channel. Subscribe that we get notified when we have new content available to you guys. Find us on demand when you download the Fox D Network app and download us to stay up to date with the show when you're on the go on your favorite podcast app and give us that five-star review. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mater. I got my partner in crime, Christopher Dowhower. We just went through our DraftKings lineups for our free tournament where we're giving away that Bill Bates three-time Super Bowl autographed jersey for the month of November or you can sign up by going to flex.fan slash bellyupff, looking for the MDFF show in the arena. Take me on head-to-head. If you win, your name is in. We have the Wheel of Names next week, by the way, for the month of November, too. But the man of the hour, Mr. Chaz Filardi, to talk about our bets of the week. Chaz, how are you, and how was your Thanksgiving? Talk about smelling green. Yes. Well, <clears throat> I've got so much to talk about. I just would explode. Well, fantastic. But I, Let's go. I, I just want to say how much I liked Bill because I was a defensive player. So watching him play football, you know, he was a, he was a football player. You know what? He's probably pretty athletic, but he was more football player than athlete. You know what I mean? Just incredibly, uh, incredibly hard hitter. I just liked him. And I've been doing this a long time. I didn't know you guys for a long time. I've been doing it longer than I knew you guys. And I still forget where to look at the camera or the screen. (laughs) I'm confused again. (laughs) What are you going to do? No, it was a great Thanksgiving. I did realize, uh, Chris, it was more uh, gummies than smoking. And so what happened was I noticed today, yesterday, I didn't need gummies. I had that tryptophan stuff, whatever that thing is in that's in Turkey. It's about 17 milligrams equal to. Because I did like one, I did like one and three quarters, one and another one, I did three quarters of some uh, water gummies today. And the nap was almost exactly the same as yesterday. So that's that's how strong that's they talk about that stuff. And you know, it's science. I'm not making it up, but I'm telling you right now, don't underestimate seventeen milligrams of THC. <laughs> don't under we had a we had an incident where um somebody we knew actually accidentally took fifty and they were they were out for uh for a good twenty four hour period. So yeah, don't don't underestimate some of the you know, we talk you know, we talk about it with, with everything. You gotta know your number. When you're dealing with your budget, right? You gotta know what you can do. I heard Chris talking about sometimes you gotta spend, you know, and you and you go where you wouldn't normally spend, but it, that opportunity is there, you do it, but you gotta know your number. It's the same thing with, with sports betting, but really is. It's the same thing. It, I did that once. I did that mistake, that f- taking too many, and it was a bad day. It was a bad, bad day. Understand, gentlemen, I've had a lot of days. It was a bad one. <laughs> That's, that's all part of your show. Let's pl- plug your show real quick because that's all part of we bet sports and then wake and bake. You talk about that. So that's what, 11, 11 a.m.? Yeah, we, we were time. off for the holiday. Eight o'clock in the morning, our time. Hence 
the name. Now, don't get me wrong. We talk about Chris. You know, you guys are in time zones that are different than mine. So it's 11 o'clock your time. But, you know, for some people that I know, on a Saturday morning, especially in the demographic, which is the circle. So there's the circle of cannabis users, and there's a circle of sports bettors. And right in the middle is Wake and Bake. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, let's get into some of these games. They're trying to win some guys some money. All right, Chris, we have a lot of big lines here. So I want you to help me out because I feel like I want to bet on these big lines this week. I usually don't, but this week I'm 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 tantalized by it. And we actually have our first game, which is my lock em in pick, one of my lock em in picks of the week. Lock them in. It's a lock. I am locking in the Miami Dolphins at minus 14 over the Houston Texans. I just think they went by three scores. What are the Texans offensively going to be able to do in this game? Miami's defense is getting better. Now they've added Bradley Chubb. And their they're offense, they could drop three slants and score three touchdowns. Uh, they're playing Kyle Allen. Uh, how do they not win this game by 14? The only way they don't win by 14 is if Damian Pierce runs all over them, which is possible. Dolphins are terrible versus their own, so that's how you do beat them. You saw that a couple weeks ago versus you know, Cleveland when Nick Chubb ran all over them. Um, but you're right about the offensive part of the thing where there's no defense to be able to stop Tua and his attack with Jeff Wilson Jr. kind of taking over in backfield, and we don't have a great matchup versus a Houston Texans team that's, you know, has us up the run, and then, oh, by the way, it doesn't have Derek Stingley in their secondary right now either. So is ranked third versus the pass. It's not their best corner. Not really true number three. The reason number three is because everybody runs on them so easily. Right. Dolphins, like, as you like to point out, are going to be aggressive. I think they definitely go by 14. The only way it doesn't happen is if, you know, the Houston Texans just kind of make it as ugly as possible and try to keep the score as low as possible, which Lovey Smith would love to do. Um, but I think that's the only way that score doesn't kind of get doubled up. I think there'd be a chance it was in Houston, but the fact that this game's in Miami on top of it, I'm just, I'm all aboard the Miami train at minus 14. Chaz, what are you thinking? Well, you know, it is, um, it's a little different for me now because uh, Vegas Insider, the writing I'm doing, they kind of tell me what's what I got to write about and what I can choose and what they tell me. You know, I don't have a choice. And so this game was something I looked at because I, I have a new column, actually, that started uh, last week and it was Thanksgiving, too. It's the totals column for Vegas Insider where you got to pick. I got to pick. You got to pick. One, I, I got to give out one over, one under, and one team total. And I swept the board on Thanksgiving, and it really was really pretty cool. But now I got to do it again like two days later. Normally, if you sweep the board, as we do with our parlay, you got a week to relish it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I got to come right back. So I looked at that game, and what I thought was, yeah, I don't know how uh, – there's no way Houston wins this game, right? But uh, how many times have we said that this year? And, and crap's happened, so – but then I was looking at the team total, and Miami, they just don't score enough. To, to The team total is so high because it's so little. The spread is so big, right? So the totals are right. so little for one team and big for the other team. Uh, I, You know, I'm, I couldn't bet Houston, but if for the data, Houston on the road, they allow 10 or less in seven or last eight. Miami in the first half, all their games have gone over 7-1-1, one, one, so there was a push in there. Okay. Well, check that out. How about the, uh, the 47 over-under? Any data on that? Well, yeah. That well, if you see, if you see, um, the Miami's is games. The first halves are going over. You know what? Again, okay. you, you got to look. But that—that's the beauty. You know me. I—I have games where I switch at halftime. 
Vicky always has been confused when I'm cheering for one team and then I'm cheering for the other. But if if I because you saw it, you saw it with Philadelphia this year, you've seen it with uh, New England in the in the past. Uh, there's teams that I don't know if it's coaching or players. It's probably coaching more than anything. Yeah. That they just they're, they're two different teams. It's a tale of two halves. And and you know it's it's funny with fantasy because now that I'm following your guys and playing your your guys because you can right you can bet anything. Right. I'm betting 22 yards on some guy I never heard of because Chris told me to do it. And then right at halftime you look and you see where you are right and you're you're about halfway there and then the ball doesn't get to the guy ever again the whole game so it really is almost like they should have the halftime fantasy or second half jazz fantasy right? <laughs> that'll be the next that'll be the next like half jazz. that'll be the next yeah. one uh i got another lock bet actually to talk about lock him in it's a lock the ball well, you're early this week with that locks i am hey if you like him if you like him you like him right that's right, and I, I love the Baltimore Ravens at minus three and a half against Jacksonville. I think that's a joke. I don't care the games in the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't care the Ravens' offense isn't putting up as many points as you would like. The defense, everyone is still underestimating how good this Ravens defense is now. This Jacksonville Jaguar team, I don't think they put up more than 10 points in this game. Lock me in the Baltimore Ravens minus three and a half on the road in Jacksonville. Chris, what do you think? I'm with you on this one. Look, the Ravens are like one of, like a cat playing with a mouse, basically. They don't want to kill it. They just kind of want to mess with it right now. Lamar's not showing you that killer instinct. The Raven team is allowing teams kind of mess around and continue to you know, be close as the past week was, except for you still won by 10 points. So as you alluded to, this three and a half to me is a joke. I think Jacksonville is definitely a team that's you know trying to find itself but is not ready for this Raven team. And Trevor Lawrence is gonna have, has been terrible for pressure most of the season. He's going to have a whole lot more pressure in his face. A team that's going to know that you're going to try to throw a lot of crossers. A team going to send on some things and some routes. So I think this game's going to be a tough matchup. The one key I will say is Travis Etienne's going to be a tough matchup for them, but they're adding, you know, Smith for that trade for Chicago is definitely a payoff in this kind of game. So I think the Ravens should just be the defense you alluded to. Yeah, he makes he makes the run defense totally different, total, to- completely different. Uh, Chaz, what, what do you think? Yeah, well, this was almost one of the games that I picked and used for the under. Uh, a couple of these numbers here are in the first half. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design. In their last six, Baltimore's been under in five of them. In the second half at home for Jacksonville, they've been under 11 of the last 12. That, you know, that's more than this year, right? That's yeah. all of this year and some of last year. Uh, and the reason I didn't is because uh, Baltimore's been scoring some points. Now, Blackhawk West from Sports Betting Weekly, I think he says he loves Jacksonville in the spot, but 
I might have been dreaming because I can't find – you know, I was checking your guys' text. You know, we have a lot of threads. We go, when you're sports betting like we do, we have a lot of threads going back and forth. I could have swore he said I'm all over Jacksonville, and I can't find it anywhere. So I just texted him, actually. Yeah, I don't know. Guy. I don't know, but I'm looking at it. And I say, you know what? Here's the thing. It's your money. You bet who you want to bet. But no, the, 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 the trend is the under. I just didn't bet it because I think that Baltimore can score some points. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I tend to agree with that as well. All right, not a lock bet finally, but let's get to some of these other games here. Chicago against the Jets. The Jets are favored, making the quarterback switch in New York at minus six heading into this game. The over-under is a whopping 38 and a half. Those two things don't jive. You can't have that low of a total and then also be expected to win by six in my mind. Justin Fields, he's questionable, but I think he is going to play. I think Chicago actually covers plus six. That That's where I would lean. Not a lock bet, but that's where I would lean in this game. So I definitely differ on this one. I don't think Justin Fields is going to play. I think that he kept talking about his, his shoulder being you know sprained. I know people have practiced, um, but I think they're going to be kind of cautious. They're not playing for anything particularly. And I think overall, you know, the, the move to quarterback, whether it's going to you know, galvanize the Jets team or not, doesn't really matter to me. What I see is that defense has been really, really good the last few weeks. That offense versus Chicago, if they don't have Justin Fields, is not going to be able to move the ball score points. And the defense on the other side of Chicago can't stop anything for the run. So I think this is actually a good game for the Jets. And I think they, how you get that score, Dan, is a 13-7 to or a 17-7 game, which I can easily see happening. But that makes it really close for that six-point spread. And that's kind of more my point. That's why I lean that direction. But, Chaz, what do you think? Well, you know, this is the beauty of data. This data pertains to certain players that played in certain games that are previous incidents. We don't know going forward who's playing, but it says that Chicago in the first half on the road has gone over in eight of their last nine. New York Jets first half overall, they've won eight of nine. So you look at the winning, and they've won all these games against the spread in the first half, the Jets, but they were getting points every single time, right? Every single thing, they're not scoring any points. They're just not giving up any points. And so they're covering it. I mean, they covered one, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight games for the first half this year. If that's all you did every week is come on this show and said, I'm Ben the Jets the first half. See you later, guys. You'd be a hero. Okay. Keep that in mind moving forward as well. Although, remember, they are the team that's actually favored. It's a little bit of a different story than we're No, that's exactly what I'm saying. That totally changes everything because a team is not the same when they're getting points as if they're, when they're giving points. It's just, I don't know what it is. They know. I think they know. I think they look. They listen. (laughs) What am I thinking? They're listening to us. The show. Yeah. Duh. What about this other game? We got the Falcons and the Commanders. The Falcons on the road to Washington. The over uh, the over under set at forty and a half. So of course, not expecting a high scoring game, nor would we. But the Commanders are favored at minus four at home against Atlanta. I gotta tell you, I was pretty close to making this one of my lock bets of the week in favor of the Commanders. I just I have no faith in the Atlanta offense, just none whatsoever. And the Commanders' defense playing a lot better. They also get Chase Young likely back this week. I'm going to take them to cover minus four in an ugly, ugly, ugly game. Chris, the ugly, ugly, ugly part. I'm 100 with you on. <laughs> I'm not really sure if I, 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 I hear you, and I don't think the Atlanta's anything special. But I think this is a game that is a pick 'em for me, where I'm avoiding this game if possible, just because I think the matchup wise. While Atlanta's passing attack isn't anything to write home about, 
their matchup with the quarterback being mobile, being able to run the ball, being able to kind of move different things. I think Washington teams totally turned the corner per se on defense. What they've kind of did is probably more conservative offense and kind of allowed the defense not to be exposed as much. Um, but I think this game could easily be a low-scoring game. I think there's could be uh, like a play court out Patterson, for example, could run pretty well versus Washington. So I like this game to be a sneaky good game. I don't like the game necessarily want to bet on it. So I'll kind of defer to Chaz to break the tie. Well, you know, it's funny, Chris, because you have teams that score that you're looking and say they score every week, and you have teams that don't score every week, and then, then you have teams that give points every week. And so what I try to do is I try to look for why. You know, why is that happening? The why is everything. If you tell me who you like, you guys are great at why's. You know that. But some people, you know, I, I like Atlanta. So why do you like Atlanta? Oh, come on, that red and black, it's the best colors in the NFL. <laughs> you know what? That's great. God bless you. Go bet him. But, um, uh, you know, that's like not how I'm going to. Yeah. yeah. So, Atlanta <laughs> in the first half, they've allowed 13 plus in six of seven. Watching for the game, they've covered six straight. Remember that guy that called in and he started telling us the, bet, the Jets in the first half and after this first week he was right, so we had him back. Ever since then, if he's been saying bet the commanders, he's been right on that too. Six <laughs> weeks in a row. And that team was just not giving up any points, you know. Yeah, and that's kind of what I'm looking at when it comes to that standpoint as well. We're covering, we're covering the spread, especially in yeah. Washington. All right, so we got another one. This is going to be a, a close matchup. It'll be an interesting matchup. We got the Cincinnati Bengals and the Tennessee Titans in a rematch of divisional round from the playoffs last season. The Bengals on the road here in Tennessee, but still favored at minus two and a half points. The over under set at 43 and a half. Chris, I got to tell you right off the bat, the bet I'm putting in here is the over. I don't know why people think this is going to be such a defensive struggle. Tennessee can put up points, especially now that Ryan Tannehill's back healthy. They have a semblance of a passing game. Oh, by the way, Joe Burrow looks really good. He might get Jamar Chase back. I think people are putting too much credence in Tennessee's defense being statistically better over the past month. But what they're forgetting is that with Caleb Farley out, they're back to being very vulnerable on the secondary again. So I'm taking the over. I'm also taking... Cincinnati, the cover at minus two and a half in this one and win this game outright. So the over part, I think, is an interesting take, and I don't necessarily disagree with you. I think it's got a sneaky chance to be, you know, a higher scoring game than people expect. The key for me is going to be the weather. I think that the weather is not, you know, that great. It's going to kind of affect the passing attack for Cincinnati, particularly with Joe Burrow and his smaller hands. Uh, I don't think he does great in snow, and you've kind of looked at him in college. And I'm just, uh, I mean, I'm making, I make that sick comment, but that's something followed him in college. It wasn't great in colder weather games because doesn't grip the ball as well. Um, so I think that's something to kind of keep in mind. But I still like this opportunity to be more of a sneaky shootout game. I'm going to go against you, though, with the Cincinnati thing. I think every time Tennessee's kind of considered the underdog, especially at home, you know, Mark, Mike Rabel gets the, gets the, rounds up the, the, the dogs, gets them all chopping at the bit, ready to go get somebody. And with the things that the Tennessee does have right now, the secondary is not good, but they have a pass rush. And that pass rush with Simmons healthy is key. Cincinnati definitely gives up sacks. You can definitely get in Joe Burrow's face. So that's where I think I'm going to take Tennessee on the upset in this game, actually. I mean, that's fair. T- Tennessee at home when they're underdogs is usually not a good thing. Uh, Chaz, what are you seeing in the data? Well, this is, as we've talked about every single week, is the back to the future play of the week. Because if you could go back to the future and you threw $100 on Tennessee, so they lost their first two of the season on the field, remember? Then they won. And now they're going two. And two, they get to two and two. You say, I, I'm gonna, I, I think they're gonna win. I think it's gonna go under. You could have took a hundred dollars and made it eighty five thousand dollars. They have gone W and under 
every single week since then, $100 times 2.6, do the math, it's $85,000 for a C-note. I ain't betting against that trend. <laughs> just for the record, as far as the weather, that game goes, it's supposed to be 50 degrees that day, maybe 16 mile an hour wind. So it won't be overly cold. It could be a little bit windy. So we'll have to watch that. You know, you, that's a great point, And I'm noticing it a lot now. I'm looking at weather for anything. I'm not even sure. You know, I don't care. My kids get mad at me because I just don't care. If a stadium has a roof, well, now guess what? If they're betting on a game that's there, I care if a stadium has a roof. Those are little things you don't think about sometimes, you know? And uh, and you got to check the weather. You know, the injuries are key, but injuries get more publicity. Just because it's 13-mile-an-hour winds, it may not you may not hear that unless you're hearing it here because the bottom line is wind is, is almost worse than rain, you know? Yeah, especially when it hits a certain mile per hour, which typically could be 15 or, or more, depending upon how that goes. Uh, let's see. What's our next matchup here? We oh, got I apologize. These. I apologize. Did, 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 did you have a play on that game, the Cincinnati-Tennessee game? I, w- I was taking Cincinnati minus okay. two and a half. Yeah. I just believe in their team and the direction they're heading a little bit more, both offensively and defensively. It's hard to pick against Tennessee, but being that this game's a field goal away, I think ten- I think Cincinnati is a field goal better than Tennessee. I look for the- I look for these. I spend my entire year looking for trying to catch that third time, that fourth time, and ride it for all you can. And you when you can get two two point six to one, golly gee, you know the two things have to happen. It but. Uh, you, when, you know, how it is with unders. Unders are brutal to watch. You just, you throw it out there. You throw the ticket. You check the ticket. You throw it in the trash or you cash it. And this, this one, it kept cashing. Uh, let's move on into the Broncos and Panthers. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, let's, let's see if we can win some money. So it's the lowest over under of the week at 36. <laughs> it's the lowest under of the year. I looked it up. Is it? Because okay. it is. It, we'll talk is about it? why. When, okay. uh, no, I looked. Go ahead. Go go into it now because I don't really well, know. It was, it was, I, I, said, I, I said, this is low. So, you know, I got easy sports data. All I do is sort by one column, and it puts all the high ones to the bottom. There's some high ones this year. Wow, you didn't realize it, you know? Um, but the, the it was 36. It was 36, <laughs> and that was it. And this one was the 35 and a half when I looked at it, you know? Dude. Yeah, it's absolutely awful. Uh, Chris, quick question from Richard Hernandez. He's one of our longtime listeners. Full point PPR, need a running back and a flex. Perrine, Parrish, Campbell, or Latavius. I'm going Perrine and Latavius myself there in that matchup. Ooh, I'm actually going to go Perrine and Paris Campbell. I like Campbell's floor that you've seen, especially in the full point PPR. Um, Latavius, while he's going to be the, the alpha back, I don't necessarily love what anything he does on the back. Yeah, he falls into the end zone enough for me. That's why I'm going with Latavius. Good. Let's get the under. For for that one, for that one, somebody's gonna score at least one touchdown in this game. Speaking of this game, so yeah, the the line for this matchup is Denver on the road favored at minus one and a half. So we're basically got a pickup situation here. I'm gonna take the Broncos because I do believe in their defense. Okay, that that'll be my take. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> I am going to go the Chaz roll, and I'm not going to pick a winner. 
But what I will say is I'm going to pick the over because I do not think this will be the lowest scoring game that we see this entire season. Oh, you are a bold, bold man, sir. That's my my bold statement of the week. Well, no, no. (laughs) Think about it. If you look at those numbers, (laughs) Chris says, I look at those numbers and I say, how did they not score 36 points? They're NFL teams, right? How do they yeah. not do that? They got to do that, right? Well, they got to do that, right? Written all over I, 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 it's not so much that. Chad. What I go with sometimes is we talked earlier in the show about you know, so some of the psychology that plays into players or the games. And a lot of times when guys are against the, against, me against the world, that's why you see teams that play better when they're the underdogs than they do when they're the favorites. I think the same thing kind of applies for this situation where a lot of times when the media is making you're not going to score any points or you see vice versa in shootout games, expected to be a shootout, you get a low-scoring game all of a sudden. Teams kind of hype up for that and prepare that accordingly. They will add a little wrinkle here or there to try to make it open it up a little bit more. And therefore, you get more points sometimes. I think well, yesterday, yesterday was a fine scoring. example. My under was in the Buffalo <laughs> game. Now, did I sweat it? Oh, my God, I sweat it. But guess what? I cashed the ticket. And then the over was in the New England game. Which on paper turned out to be the easiest winner I had all day. But right. uh, so, no, you're absolutely right. Here's the thing. Uh, what we know ab- ab- about Denver is he's getting $15 million a win so far this year. So we want to see that number go down a little, of course. Um, no, these teams stink and 16, 13 could be a final here. That's kind of what I'm, what I told people, you know, but uh, again, you're absolutely right. Uh, Chris, these are NFL teams. They should be able to score 36 points. Yeah. Um, I don't think they will, but let's just move on because that's the game I don't even want to watch anyway. Uh, let's talk about the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Cleveland Browns. We are expecting some rain in this game, although not heavy winds. So it'll kind of go back and forth as far as what the offense is going to look like. The over-under sitting at 42 and a half. I really want to take the over on that game because I think it has a chance to put up some points in that one, depending upon, you know, is the rain a hindrance enough to slow down the basket attacks? I'm leaning towards the over in that game, so we'll talk about that too. But also, the Bucks on the road favored at minus three and a half against Cleveland. I'm not going to touch the point spread. I'm just going to hammer the over. Chris? I'm going to touch both. I'm going to hammer the over, and I'm going to be all over to Bay. I think Tampa Bay is going to whoop up on Cleveland. I love Tampa Bay's better matchup in this game. Cleveland showed you last week that they, they're quitting on, I think, the season. I think Deshaun Watson coming around the corner is going to save anything sooner than later. And they might be feisty in the beginning, but ultimately, I think Tampa Bay wins this game. I think they win by double digits, but I think at least they cover. And I also think, like I said, I think the over is a game I like as long as the weather kind of holds up accordingly. But I think both teams kind of match up well with each other, especially the injuries to Tampa Bay secondary. I think the key is going to be the Tampa Bay truly turn the corner. But Chaz, what are, what are you seeing? I, you know, I'm, I'm curious to Chris's comment about Cleveland uh, giving up on the season. What what made you say that? What did you see that I missed? Because basically, their playoffs were at risk. You have the chance to make the playoffs. Was you know, the last two weeks they had to kind of show you something. And last week, uh, when when they showed up, they didn't show up. Um, I think this team wasn't tackling well. The defense has been bad all season long, but the offense didn't show you anything either. And they didn't pass, I mean, they didn't run block very well. That's the key thing to me. When Nick Chubb doesn't kind of isn't effective, it's usually because the offensive line isn't showing up and they're not being physical. That team just seemed to look like quick. So I, I kind of expect that, you know, as this, they, they kind of were hoping that Sean could save their season, but it's out of touch now. Well, yeah, Deshaun didn't give up 70 points in two games, you know? Uh, so, you know, that, that, you know, that could be something that'll get you 
bummed. If you know your offense is struggling, you would hope your defense could pick it up a little bit. 70 points in two games is not going to get you a lot of Ws. All right, so let's go on here. Let's talk about the Raiders and the <coughs> Seahawks. Oh, by the way. Lock them in. It's a lock. My third lock them in of the week. The Seattle Seahawks minus three and a half. This game's in Seattle. You're dealing with the Raiders, who are terrible, and you got Seattle at minus three and a half. Uh, yeah, I'm saying I'm hammering that all the way. The over under set at 47 and a half this week. I do think there's a good chance for the over. I talked about this with Chris actually with the DFS teams. I think this could be like the shootout of the week potentially between these two teams with the way they kind of match up against each other. I'm um, looking at the weather here. They are expecting rain, but not much wind. So as long as it's not torrential downpours, I do think we could see some good offense here. So I'm hammering the over and I'm hammering Seattle at minus three and a half. What do you think, Chris? I do like it. I'm going to throw one caution to my over outside the weather, and that's the status of Josh Jacobs. I do think he's instrumental in what you know, the Raiders can do, especially Absolutely. offensively. If they become one-dimensional, it's only Devontae Adams and Derek Carr. It can get ugly real quick for the Raiders. I definitely think Seattle's going to cover this game. I think Seattle's going to win this game. Absolutely. And I think this is disrespectful that you know, the Seattle team that's been really good this whole season playing at home where they usually dominate playing a Raiders team who sucks. And this is what this I'm guessing because the Raiders basically. beat Denver last week is the only thing I can really put my finger on. But yeah, Chaz, what are you thinking? Yeah, so we got the Vegas in the first half. All their games, they've allowed ten points in eight straight, ten or more, ten or more in eight straight first halves. Seattle at home, same same place, first half. Seattle at home, they score ten plus in six of the last seven. And yeah, the, everything looks like. Uh, exactly what you said, Dan. The only reason I didn't use this as the over this week for my uh, post was the I don't trust the Raiders to score. So, you know what? I, I hate losing overs. I just lost an over where my team had 40 points. It's an <laughs> NFL over. My team had 40 points. My counsel says I got to get over these things. It's not not doing a good job of it. <laughs> it's it's hard, it's hard to do, especially in that situation. Uh, what about the Cardinals and the Chargers? Ooh, oh, oh. Oh, walk him in. It's a lock. This is my underdog pick of the week, actually, because the Cardinals, this line's actually moved. I had him as an underdog pick at plus three. Now it's plus two and a half against the Chargers. They got Kyler Murray back. You got Marquise Brown back. Their defense is better. I don't trust the Chargers to ever do anything they're supposed to do. You're going to tell me they're favored? Get the heck out of here. Give me the Cardinals plus two and a half. I'm feeling that the over-under set at 48.5 between these two teams. Cardinals are my underdog pick of the week. Chris. So, as a 49er fan, you kind of have me confounded it right now because I, I I love the confidence. But oh, I want Chargers I just watched, to win, to be clear. But <laughs> I just watched the 49ers just pace this Arizona team. I know Kyle Murray's going to be back, but he's been not very good this entire season. I don't know all of a sudden why Arizona is going to show up. What I do think the Chargers, you know, they're kind of playing for their season last week as well, but they show some some fight and they're getting healthier. Keen Allen is going to be out there. You talk about Byron Murphy's going to be out. I think this Chargers team matches up really well versus Arizona team. They don't think they can cover the people out of the backfield. Also, I think they have a big game. I like the Chargers. Yeah, sorry. The offensive line, the left tackle situation of the Chargers in particular, the J.J. Watt, the pass rush that has not always been landing, but it's an every other week thing if you actually watch the pattern for the Cardinals' defense. Again, and so yeah, now you're lining up against the Chargers. How many, how many touchdowns did Jimmy G throw for last week again? He threw four. And the Cardinals and the 49ers and the other other week 
pattern that we've been seeing so far this season kind of lined up perfectly for that Monday night game. That hasn't always been the case. And I think we're going to see it again this week. And again, the offense getting healthier for the Cardinals in particular helps them out a lot. And they play better when they're underdogs. And that's also the big key. The Chargers do not play well when they're favored to win games. That's what I'm going off of. Chaz, what do you see in the data? Yeah, well, in the first half, uh, if they're at home, Arizona, uh, you don't want to bet them. That's for sure. It's horrible. I mean, it's like one in eleven or something. Yeah, they can't they do just, anything. They else. give up a lot of points. But here's one for you: Arizona has played what? How many games they played? Eleven games. Yes. Eleven times fifteen. I don't want to do the math, but it's a 165 minutes. We'll say of football. That's how many games? It's uh, three games. They scored one touchdown in the first quarter. One, one. <laughs> Zero 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 three 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 seven three three. Actually, it's, the trend is up because they when they started, they didn't score anything for four weeks, and that might help you if you're betting first quarters. You know what? I'll tell you what. You know what? Betting first quarters is good for guys when you're when you 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 say to yourself, "I don't have a lot of money today to bet." I didn't win a lot of games yesterday, so I'm playing with Saturdays, a little Saturdays money. I've got a weekend bankroll, but I know that I'm probably going to have to hit the ATM at some point. So <laughs> I'm going to go all in on the first quarter, and then I'll know in 45 minutes if i got to hit the ATM or not. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design. No, that's that's fair. Oh, before we leave, I got to tell you the funny horse racing story. Don't forget, it's pretty funny. No, don't worry, don't worry. We got plenty of time. There's a lot of games to talk about. So uh, we got the 49ers and the Saints. Chris talking about the 49ers. They're in San Francisco. They're favored at minus nine and a half. The overrunner set at 43. Now, I typically don't like San Francisco when they're favored by that many points to actually cover because they. Talk about the Baltimore Ravens playing with their food. The 49ers play with their food to the point where they actually make things interesting in the fourth <laughs> quarter, which is really annoying. But I don't know if the Saints can do anything offensively right now. You want to talk about bad play calling? This has been some of the worst offensive play calling I have ever seen coming out of New Orleans Saints. And their big answer is let's run Taysom Hill. I'm saying the 49ers cover this game on his nine and a half. I think they win by 10 points. Chris? My only caution that it could change that is the one thing New Orleans has been is aggressive down the field this entire season. They do let it fly. The Fortinars you can expose yourself there be aggressive down the field, but that pass rush for this Fortinars is going to be you know hell for the Saints. And as you alluded to, the play calling has been atrocious outside the aggressiveness. Their running back usage has been terrible. Their personnel ter- usage has been terrible. So I do not like the Saints in this game. 
Here's what I'll say. If the Saints run three screens, just three screens to Alvin Kamara, they'll cover. <laughs> just three screens and they'll cover. I'm telling you right now because they'll get that pass rush. But they won't do it. Yeah, they don't seem to play defense either right now. So I think the combination of the two just seems to be a problem for the Saints. I, t- I tend to agree. Chaz, what do you got in this game? Uh, New Orleans, in the first half, they've allowed 10-plus and 9 of 11. And for the game, San Francisco at home is scoring 22-plus and 8 of 8. This was the overplay that I put in. So I had the under in that Denver game. I got the over in this game. And I got a team total still to be determined. Yeah, I I, I love the over at the 43 mark because this will definitely be more points than 43. I can almost guarantee you that. Um, We got the Chiefs and the Raiders. I'm sorry, the Rams. 15 and a half points, minus 15 and a half points with an over under of 41 and a half. So basically, we're saying the Chiefs are going to blow the Rams out, which I can't disagree with. Chris, are you going to bet the Chiefs at that high of a line? I am going to bet the Chiefs that high of a line. Uh, I think that they're that much better than the Rams. I think that even if they kind of play a poor game, they can't help but kind of whoop the team on at home. Um, having said that, I will go the over in this game as well because I think the Rams are going to score some more points, especially when Perkins is the quarterback this week. I think it's going to be kind of the key. I think the Rams are going to be able to run the I ball don't know that he will, though. I have, a, I have a funny feeling it might wind up being Walford. That's just that's just me. Yeah, and I, I hope, I hope, I hope that you're wrong. Because he practicing full two days in a, in a row, and I, I, I have a funny feeling it's going to be him. He didn't. He did, and he didn't take all. Of, he had took the snaps, so it shouldn't be him. But with the way that the idiot Chumavay has been this entire season, it would not surprise me. However, for everything I'm hearing, it still should be Perkins. It should, should be. It's, I just, I don't know. I have a funny feeling. I could be wrong. It's just a funny feeling, but I'm a little bit worried about that for the Rams. Chaz, what do you, what do you have? Like, does the Chiefs they cover this game? Because I thought I have twenty to three in my mind for some reason. I have. Uh... The team total over. This is my two beat deterrent. <laughs> team total over for this game. And the reason was that, um, the Chiefs, um, do it. They do the number. It was 27. The number I was 27. So. Okay. They do it. And they, and they, the Rams, um, you know, are, are, are they going to score their, their 15 or 20 or whatever they got to score? I don't know. I, 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 you know what? Chris thinks they do. Dan thinks they don't. I don't know. <laughs> I'm telling you, we see a lot of Rams games. I don't know if it's because they're in L.A. and they not like the Chargers. They shoved the Chargers down our throat here in San Diego. Uh, but the, we watch a lot of Rams games as well. And I, I, it was epic. What they've done is epic. You mentioned it earlier in the show about is this the worst ever. But remember, that was that trend that began – of the season, you bet against for the first four games, you bet against the Super Bowl champ, and it always had a, a really good record. Usually three and one. Sometimes they didn't cover once because they were given so many points. The Rams just kept that streak going the whole year, man. They are just terrible. So I don't know. I, I don't know. Kansas City though, Kansas City this defense can give up points. It's weird when you know that you got that kid behind center. Your defense doesn't have to have the pressure. You know what? They, they get, you know, it's like Josh Allen. You give him 33 seconds and three and three timeouts and you're screwed. Yeah, this is going to be a very lopsided game. <laughs> this is a plain and simple thing about it. Yeah, the only uh, chance they have is Perkins plays. I will tell you that because I'm all off if Walker plays. Yeah, one, 100% agree. All right, let's move to the Sunday night game. 
It's the Eagles against the Packers. Minus six and a half in favor of the Eagles. The over-under set at 46. We are expecting rain in this game, but not heavy winds. I'm taking the Eagles to cover at minus six and a half because the Packers are dead to me in my mind. Chris, what are you? What are they, you? they deserve to be. <laughs> I'm glad you weren't betting tattoos. You'd be covered. <laughs> You'd be like one of those rappers. <laughs> Chris, what do you think? I'm with you. I don't think the old man around Cobb's going to be enough to be able to beat the Eagles. I think the secondary is going to be the problem for them. The outside, you know, receivers that kind of stuff like Watson, for example, Lazard's bagged up still. are going to have a hard time with Slay and Bad, very terrible matchup. Aaron Rodgers has not turned the corner in my mind, nor has his Green Bay team. I think it could get ugly. I think the Eagles need to have a, a nice game, kind of bounce back from the ugly debacle from the Colts last week. And I think that they're going to show you something this week. And one thing I will say Chaz Wilson you know, talks about first half and second halves. Eagles can never adjust in the second half, so don't worry. If you're going to, you know, this game's going to be kind of polar opposites for Green Bay. Can't do anything in the second half usually. Or can the Eagles, I'm sorry, the first half, Eagles can't do anything in the second half, so kind of bet accordingly. Yeah, it was like, it was like they came back in the second half against the Colts last week, but it felt like pulling teeth for them to get to that point, didn't it? Even just to pull off that win, 17 to 16 at the end of the game. Chris, no, uh, not Chris, I'm sorry. Chaz, what are you looking at for that game? Yeah, when you, when you look at these teams, especially in the second half, they they look like the same score that Temple gets each week. That's how poorly these teams have played in the second half. But um, uh, yeah, Philly has been a, a, a tale of two halves. We talked about it earlier. But for the data in the second half on the road, the Packers have lost six to seven. Yeah, but you look at why seven points, zero points, seven points, ten points, nine points. You know when he's rocking and rolling. Aaron Rodgers put up 13 points in a quarter, you know, not not nine and a half. And then uh, Philly, second half, all the games overall, the last nine have gone under the number and eight of them with a push. You would be 8-0-1 if you took uh, the under in the second half. That's just under in the second half, Philly every game this year. So, yeah, and again, for them – it's a little of each, but at home, nine zero nine six seven fourteen. So they they haven't broken ten, but one time. Um, you know, it, it could be a game. Uh, this this game, I have just I'm betting the first half. Billy team total first half. You know what? Second half, you guys go be ugly. I'll do something else. I uh, to- totally agree with you. I just wish there was something else to do because it's a Sunday night game. Be well, no, no. Here's the thing. No, no, no. But <laughs> it is Christmas movie season. Okay, when you can win a football bet. Before we get to the Monday night game, let's harp on that real quick. Now you can watch Christmas movies. Okay, I just want that for the record. I cannot stand the people who November 1st, all of a sudden, we can break out every Christmas movie known to man. No, Thanksgiving deserves its due. Now we can listen to Christmas music. Now we can watch those movies. I can't handle it beforehand. It drives me absolutely insane. I'm actually writing a script for the Hallmark Channel. Uh, Christmas at Caesars. So we'll see. We'll see how how that that uh, you know they're, they you gotta have a love interest. The guy you know somebody's gotta be down and out. Somebody's gotta be you know they gotta they gotta have their meat cute. You know that kind of thing. But uh, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Roulette table. Maybe I, 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 I got I got you, Chaz. No, they can bump into each other. They can be sharing. One has. Gummies that are melting in their hands. The other one has gummies that don't melt. They can meet each other. <laughs> there and go. there you go. Yeah. 
What a forever, baby. <laughs> Chris, where do you fall in the whole, like, Christmas music movies? Like, what time What what time of the year are you allowed to do that? Are you, are you before Thanksgiving, or does it have to be after Thanksgiving? I'm not big on – I'm not uh, sticking with the movies, per se. I think, you know, a good Christmas movie is a good Christmas movie. Regardless, I can watch some funny Christmas movies like Elf, no matter when it is, in a sense. But what I do say when it comes to decorations – I'm all about what you're talking about. I cannot see oh, the people yeah. who, who, after Halloween, already had Christmas lights up. So, yeah, that's the part where it's too much for me. I don't want to hear carols on the radio stations. I don't want to hear people, you know, have the, the lights already up. So that's the part. Movies don't bother me so much. It's the rest of the stuff where it's not Christmas season. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you pretty much agree. Now, have- just on a side note, gentlemen, I, I have the Christmas music on my personal devices that I listen to year round. My family makes fun of me, but I've always used it as a stress, stress reduction technique. There are times where you just can't do your gummies, whatever you got to do. You can't do a gummy. There's not too many of them, but there are a few. So your breathing techniques are great for me. It's always been Christmas music, um, but I would never play it in public because yeah, <laughs> December, if it's not December, I don't want to see your house lit up either. You know what? If you keep it to yourself, I don't care. Yeah. All right, let's, let's wrap it up with the Monday night game. We got the Colts and the Steelers. The Steelers on the road into Indianapolis. The over-under set at 39. I know. I can't believe this is the Monday night game. I already want to claw my eyes out. But we have to talk about it anyway. The Steelers right now are underdogs plus two and a half against the Colts at home. Everyone's feeling the Jeff Saturday love right now. I'm taking the Steelers to win this game outright. Chris, where are you? I feel that Jeff Saturday love, and I'm going to go the opposite way. I'm going to go with the Colts. I do think they're they're going to win, um, and I think that when you look at the matchup wise, the team the Colts defense has been really good. They've been able to kind of stop offenses. I think Pittsburgh is going to have. Well, a they hard might time. not have. We already know they don't have Letter. They might not have Buckner. Buckner will be huge. They didn't have our worst Eagles either, so that's not True. necessarily going to make or break them. They didn't have most of the season, but I have seen them. Buckner is huge. Um, but the rest of the defense has been really good most of the season. They have been keeping people in front of them. They're able to keep the score low. And I think Pittsburgh, you know, ultimately is going to have struggle to score points. Versus the other side, where I'm getting pass rush and secondary isn't much improved. T.J. Watt was, you know, helpful. Definitely helped Pittsburgh's defense, but it was still not very good. So I think it went, I think the Colts have enough to win this game at home. All right, Chaz, break the tie. Well, here's the Pittsburgh in the first half. This year, they've allowed 10-plus in 8 of 9. And Indy in the first half at home has scored 10-plus in 11 of 12. Now, you may remember, we've talked about that Indy first half because I, I I had them until they lost that one and then I didn't hop back on them. That's the problem with having 76 trends. You gotta be, you gotta, and that's why we do the oh my god sheet for you guys because these are all, you know, 7, 1 and 1, 8, 9, 8, 9, 7, and, 7 of 8, 8, 8 of 9, 6 of 7, 8 of 8, 7 of 8. These are things that pay attention to them because they're there and they're happening. You want to catch them when they're 3, 3 of 3. And run it till five weeks in a row, hitting the same game, knowing that no matter what happens, you're doing this. Takes the hand. You might want a handicap still, but it really makes the handicap a little easier because you're going to probably see uh, some good stuff. You don't have stuff that happens six weeks in a row. If you know whether it's bad stuff, betting unders, it doesn't matter. When you're cashing a ticket, it's good stuff. That's what I meant. Like good stuff, you know. I love it. I love it. All right. So, Chaz, as you get ready for our three-team parlay, Chris, I always do the player props for you at this point in the show. I only have three this week. I couldn't find a fourth one that I really like, so I only went with three this week. So I got Antonio Gibson, who's playing the Atlanta Falcons this week, 17.5 receiving yards. I have the over. 
I like the over. This guy's kind of replaced JJ because it gets the passing catch, pass catcher out of the backfield. The only thing they actually do, you know, throw it to basically McLaurin, sometimes a little bit Thomas last week in the running back position. So I think he's definitely going to get over that. I love the matchup versus Wayne as well. Yeah, as long as Jaden McKissick's out, I feel like 17 and a half is an over no matter who he's playing. Staying with that game, Marcus Mariota, 0.5 passing touchdowns. I do have the over. I think he gets one to Drake London. Yeah, it seems to be the kind of the given, right? You know, one is going to play a pass actually anybody. Um, but no, I think that's a good call. I think, you know, while we've seen this, this Washington defense improve, their secondary still isn't good. And I think the best, best way you can expose them is going to throw the ball sometimes, Arthur Smith. Um, but ultimately, Mariota should have at least one touchdown pass in this game. He has for the most part most of these games, so I think it should be no over as well. My last one, Patrick Mahomes, 2.5 passing touchdowns. I have the over against the Rams. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a given one, unless like they think Patrick Mahomes Loving is better. It. Like, <laughs> I mean, he might throw three touchdown passes left-handed. Is that the, is the question? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Shit. Dude, when I saw 2.5, the only thing I could think of to myself was that they're sitting there thinking to themselves, okay, maybe they just run the ball. Like Maybe like maybe they're expecting this to be a Pacheco week just because they expect Kansas City to just do whatever they want. And maybe that's the case. Pacheco could get two touchdowns in this game and it'd still be three passing touchdowns of Patrick Mahomes. They could do that blindfolded against the Rams with the amount of times that I expect the Chiefs to have the ball on the offensive side of the ball. So it shocked the hell out of me. But, yep, definitely one of my lock player props of the week. I just think, I think that you read, you cannot resist but throwing the ball at some point. Like, what are you talking about, Chaz? What do you, you got? Well, I, I I like when you when you uh, see a number and and it just feels good. I said that a couple weeks back when I had Kansas City the last time. I mean, first of all, I had Kansas City the last time. Why would I not take him again? The numbers the same. Duh. You know, I'm not freaking brilliant handicapper. I'm just not stupid. Uh, but but. Um, that number two and a half, it sounds like it should be a winner. It really does. Yeah, and that's and like I said, this this year, 25 and 17 on my prop bet, so I'm, I'm feeling pretty right, good. So, so hopefully people are writing these things down because, you know what, why are you, Why else would you – you have to write it down. That's We always went back and wrote down the stuff I would say on the show because the only reason you know how you're doing is if you write it down and you got to capture it. Your stuff you know, but other people's stuff they don't know. So you got to write that stuff down. So here's what you write down for tomorrow. Seventh race at Del Mar, a mile of 16th on the turf. It is a Seabiscuit handicap. It's a grade two. We're going to box the one, three, and the four. It's $18. It's a $2 exacto box, a $1 try box. It ain't going to make you a lot of money, but it'll probably make you more than it would if you bet that same $18 on an over or an under. But once in a blue moon, the longest of the shots comes on top, and then you do win seven or 80 bucks for $18. But I got to tell you why I gave you that. I gave you that because I'm um, I have my screen up with the race. I'm not going to make the deposit until it's real close because it's legal here. And when it's legal, deposits are easy to make. When it's illegal, you got to go from doctor to to your chiropractor to get it to Bitcoin to get it to Costa Rica. It's such a joke. This race is for tomorrow, and I'm handicapping it like it's today, and I can't blame the gummies, right? <laughs> it was the turkey. That trip to fan stuff, or what is that? What is is that the word? Is that the right word? Do you know the I stuff that's know. in Turkey? It's it's, it's something know, like that. I don't know. Yeah, but there's this thing in Turkey that, that 
He tripped a fan. Is that okay. what? Yeah, I knew it was something like that. So, but yeah, so it made me handicap the race, and finally, so I'm about to just figure out how much I'm going to bet. And the reason I know is because I did this all already, and I said, okay, I'm just going to bet eighteen dollars. And I'm looking, and the names don't match. These names didn't match what I had on my screen. And I looked, and I said. This is for tomorrow. I put it in my little slot, and I'm already done handicapping for tomorrow. So I gave it out to your listeners. One, three, four in the seventh race at Del Mar, mile and a sixteenth. It's the Sea Biscuit Handicap. It's a pretty good race. I mean, these are quarter million dollar races. A lot of money. Well, uh, thank you for that, Chaz. I mean, that's that's a nice little bonus nugget. I, I mean, I, why, why, you know, I don't keep stuff to myself normally anyway. Never mind what my plays. But um, nor, I just usually, because I'm really a last-minute guy. You know, my son says, who'd you like? You know, I'm writing an article. I haven't looked at Saturday. Who, how can I worry about Sunday? I just got to get my stuff done so I can talk to you guys. So I go through the easy sheet. By the time you go through all 16 games, you, stuff you know it. You just know it. You've just looked at 16, you know, that's 32 pages a day to basically I look over for, you know. Yeah, and you're uh, look, trust, as somebody who does projections for over 350 players every single week, y- your mind runs numb to numbers at, at, at some point. Um, and you start it, you really do, you you, you kind of, uh, sometimes your mind will, will puzzle them in different places, so. Oh yeah, you, all the time. You, you, you'll start thinking the average for this guy is the average, for, oh that, no, that's the other guy for the other team, you know. And, well, that's why I have to make sure Chris is on the show, because he, he keeps me honest, yeah, I'll say one yeah. thing, I'm like, oh wait, no, I had the numbers for over there, Chris is like, no, right. are you sure you had it for that one? Like, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Alright, so let's let's do our three-team parlay and we can close down the show. So, uh, uh, Chris, I like, to, I like to have you go first, so pick your team. Who's your who's your lock-em-in for the parlay? I had two in mind, but this one one of the teams I always pick, so I'm not going to pick that team. I'm going to go with Seattle, and I think Seattle's definitely going to be my lock by the week. I think it's disrespectful being only favored by three and a half versus a Raiders team that they definitely or should be. All right, there you go. That, so that's one there. My pick is going to be Baltimore at minus three and a half over the Jacksonville Jaguars is my lock them in for the week. So, Jazz, what is yours? You know what? I had I had Seattle. I think I'm going to go with, with Miami. All right. Hey. I'm going to go with Miami. We all just picked my lock them bets separately of the week, so – Let's go make some money. <laughs> yeah, I, like I said, I didn't think I, I don't think that they were uh, the game's going to go over. They're going to have they're going to score enough. I think we're I'm betting that Houston's not scoring anything. Basically, that's what I'm yeah. That, that's kind of what I'm begging on too. Okay, guys, that does it for the show. Here's what I want you to do: make sure you follow us on social media at Billy MDFF Show throughout the weekend. We'll help you out with the questions. If you have any star sick questions. Go to our BillionFantasySports.com website. The rankings are up there, up to date. I actually just updated them before the show because, you know, it was a holiday weekend. So I actually had off today, and I was able to get that done beforehand for a change. So go ahead, look at that, and then ask me any questions you have to follow up on that. There's also where you can go to join our free tournament or to go to Flex.Fan slash BellyUpFF. That will get you into the tournament to potentially, if you beat me or beat Chris on the DFS side of it, to get your name in on the Wheel of Names next week for the Bill Bates three-time Super Bowl champion autographed jersey. That will be the November giveaway. On the other flip side, Chaz, where can we follow you? What do you have? Well, I'm going gonna, gonna to tweet out tomorrow. So you know how you always are sending out stuff. One of the tweets tomorrow morning, I will. I have a note, post-it note. I even got a post-it note. Can you see the yellow? Po- oh, look, it's on a green screen. So the yellow I was like, the green screen is making it yeah. blue. But, yeah, I can see it. Actually, you know what? I could have Leaf and Low, a video of Leaf and Low yeah, right there. Yeah. 
Oh, we're gonna we're gonna have we're gonna trip out this show, man. <laughs> um, I'm gonna tweet out these plays, so because uh, it's uh, this way you don't have to think about it. I'll let you know. I'll write that little story that I told, and I'll put it Chaz, out there. Right at Second Half Chaz on Twitter. Correct. Ab- absolutely, uh, Chris. What do you got coming up? Yeah, we're just gonna check this out on Tuesdays at Billy Fantasy Live. We continue to kind of give you guys our tips on who to pick up each week. You know, who we're looking at for our advice. You know, as the season kind of progresses, and then hitting that waiver wire. Who to add? Who to kind of stream through? So tune in on Tuesdays at eight thirty. Thank you, guys. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure you follow us on our podcast. Download wherever you listen to podcasts. We're widely available to you, and check us out, of course, on the Foxy Network app on your on demand. Jazz, as you always like to say, always be cash. Always be cash. We'll see you guys again next week. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design.